This is a Broad Pods production. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the reward-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Broad Radio. For you, by you. Broad Radio. Here for more. Hello and welcome to Broad Radio. I'm Jo Stanley and my co-host today is the gorgeous Angelie Rao. Hello, Ange. Hello, my darling. And before we go any further, happy birthday. Ah, oh, thanks. It is my birthday today. Yes, I'm 49. <laughs> I'm 49. And how did it happen? Oh, my word. <laughs> and how are we feeling about that? Oh, look, I keep reading research that tells me that 45 to 55-year-olds are the least satisfied in Australia and more often report being unhappy. So (laughs) um, I actually feel very blessed and uh, honestly happy to be here. I think that all you can do every day is to celebrate getting older because, you know, it is a blessing, don't you reckon? Absolutely. As my parents would always say, it's better than the alternative. (laughs) That's right. So anyway, I'm really thrilled to be here and thrilled to have you back on the show, Ange. I know that you're so busy, so it's a real blessing to have you with us on Broad Radio today. Oh, thanks, darling. I have really, really missed you and and all of our delightful viewers. And I'm just really, really happy to be back, finally. Yes. So today on the show, we have Natalie Angel from Let Me Try Before You Buy, which is an internet sensation, Instagram sensation. She is a true angel. Natalie Angel, because she helps us shop online with confidence because fashion is not always our friend, of course. No, it certainly is not. No. And another angel is joining us, Natasha Johnston from Drought Angels, which is an amazing charity that she set up helping farming families through the toughest of times. And uh, wrapping up the show is comedian Nellie Thomas, who, oh, well, she may be an angel sometimes, but uh, she's going to be sharing with us how she's going <laughs> dating over 40. She's newly single and she's dipped her toe into the dating pool. And oh, I don't know how it went. Absolutely terrifying. Even the thought of it. <laughs> yeah. And just a little bit of housekeeping at the top. If you're watching on Facebook, we would love it if you could like and follow us. If you're watching on YouTube, it'd be awesome if you could like and subscribe. All of those numbers really help us, of course, as we're growing. And you can catch up with all of the episodes of Broad Radio on our podcast, Broad Radio On The Go, wherever you get your podcasts. And we always invite you to join us by telling us your opinions on various things that we might ask you. We run a one question poll, our more to say poll every week. And if you go to the website broadradio.com.au, you can enter this and you go into the running for winning some beautiful $100 worth of Charlie's Fine Food Company Bickies, delicious. Um, So we encourage you to do that. Uh, Also, we encourage you as you're watching today, it would be awesome if you would comment or share your thoughts, ask questions, it would be great to hear from you in this conversation. Um, so, Ange, recently our latest question was when it comes to online shopping, where do you sit? Are you an online shopper yourself? Mm. I'm a prolific online shopper. Just oh. ask my postman. <laughs> I, I can't do it. Let me tell you, 10% said they were addicted. I've got packages arriving 24-7. Would that be you? That would be me. Mm. Twice a day sometimes. Wow. Um, I know it's a bit full on. Um, 
But so, you know, that I was um, have been recently filming um, Real Housewives of Melbourne. Yes. And so it's it's specifically for that at the moment, just constant deliveries of clothes and shoes and jewellery and bags and blah, 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 blah. But even so, I was still a, a pretty big online shopper. So it wasn't that much of a departure. Well, so you're unusual because according to our listeners who filled in this survey, 61% say they sometimes go there, but they much prefer bricks and mortar. And I would say I do also because I just, I'm an epic fail. My hit rate with online shopping is zero. How so? I don't know. I can never work out the sizes or I can't work out whether it's going to fit me properly. You know, it's going to be too huggy around the areas. I don't want it to be huggy, all of that kind of stuff. Oh, we see. I'm also a prolific returner. Ah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The car boot is usually full of things that I have to return. But I just really enjoy it because you get to see sort of all the the colours and the different styles and everything just all in in one place. I I really like that. I'm a bit of a um, a magpie, I suppose, when it comes to that. Okay. well, we're going to be talking about all those things with Natalie Angel in just a moment. But I wanted to bring up two stories that have caught my eye this week, Ange, because I feel like they're kind of slightly related. Okay, and Mm -hmm. I'll get to the segue in a moment. You'll be amazed at how good I am at that. (laughs) (laughs) But there were two stories. One, the headline was women in Ukraine army forced to parade in heels. Okay. And then the second was swimming cap for afros. Yeah, look at that. I know. (laughs) And the second story was swimming caps for afros banned at the Olympics. Okay. Now for me, these are these these are very different stories, but they relate to the same thing. And that is that women for centuries have been controlled by what we are forced to wear. So the Ukraine army have sort of apologized and said they probably won't pursue the heels. (laughs) Well, if they do, then the blokes should be wearing them too. Exactly right, everybody. And I don't know, how how are they gonna fight the Russians in those? Just smack them with a stiletto. I don't think it's gonna work. (laughs) It's not gonna work. But the thing is that I'm really passionate about women feeling free to express themselves and girls and teenagers, right? And for centuries, when you think about it, clothing has been used to limit our potential. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, Um, you know, even, you know, growing up and being at primary school and we still had to wear um, skirts even through the winter um, where, you know, the boys could wear shorts in the summer and long pants in the winter, but we never had that option. It was only you know, little skirts, no matter what the weather was, mm. um, because we're yeah. girls and girls don't wear pants, do they? Yeah, well, this has actually just started now. My daughter's 12 and her school, have she gets to wear pants to her primary school and her high school. They've introduced pant, pants in their uniform, which is critical. In fact, the research shows that girls, as they grow older, participate in sport less because they don't like what they have to wear. So yeah, it, absolutely. Like, who wants to go out and play netball in a tiny little skirt? That sounds awful to me. I, oh, look, I did enjoy that, but <laughs> <laughs> that was after I changed from an all-girls school to mixed. <laughs> oh, I see. But, yeah, no, I, I love it when I get to go to my son's primary school. He's in year six. And I see the girls in winter. They can wear skirts if they want. They can wear long pants if they want. There are not the limitations now that we certainly faced. And Mm. I really, really love that. I think, God, I know it's only a pair of tracksuit bottoms, but go girls. Yeah, it has a very massive impact on them expressing who they are. Being able to play freely in the playground. I mean, girls are always upside down. Yeah. That's all they want to do Mm -hmm. is hang upside down on the monkey bars. And, you know, that stops because they're wearing skirts and they feel self-conscious. So, yeah, that's an amazing thing. You think about the amount of clothing over the centuries that have controlled women. I did a little Google. It's things like corsets, of course, binding binding feet in China. Of course, yes. Um, Women weren't allowed to wear pants like back in the day. And I, I discovered this amazing woman called Louisa Capitillo, who in 1919... In Puerto Rico, she went to jail for wearing those pants because she was a feminism. Oh, and, my uh, word. Yeah. Can you believe it? Like, it's, it's, it is a political thing 
what women are allowed yeah. and not allowed to wear, how we're permitted to express ourselves yeah. with our clothing. So, and when it comes Absolutely. to when it comes to the swimming caps and the fact that FINA have said that they're not going to p- permit these swimming caps, that is excluding women of a certain cultural background, women with thick Afro hair. It's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, I I sort of understand one side of the argument there, which is Fina's side, and they say, well, you know, we're looking into the science as to whether the the different shape of the swimming cap that would be required if you had um, Afro hair might give you an advantage in the water, the way that the water goes over the cap. It, I sort <laughs> of can understand that maybe there's something there. I don't know. Um, but yes, it does seem incredibly exclusionist. And what are you supposed to do if you do have Afro hair? You know, if you do have, um, you know, wear dreadlocks in certain cultures um, or, you know, the way that you you go, does that mean that you can't be an elite swimmer? Well, that's right. Because you just would not be able to wear regular swimming caps. Mm, That's right. So the makers of Soul Cap um, have said that they're all about, and the reason they even sort of began was about um, broadening swimming as a sport. Uh, for all different cultures and um, traditionally um, people uh, from those sorts of backgrounds have not really included themselves in swimming as a sport so if you want to follow along um, go to at soul cap official they are working really hard to try and convince Fina otherwise Um, so this is my segue Ange all right here we go this (laughs) is what I've been waiting for all right so these stories caught my eye because we are going to be talking now with our next guest she's got a huge following for her ability to help us purchase with confidence which I love as a as a concept but I think that she's taking back fashion from those who control fashion and allowing us to find clothes that make us feel good right I feel like it's a really important thing that this woman is doing. She she is an angel and her name is Natalie Angel from, from Let Me Try Before You Buy. <laughs> Hello, Nat. It's great to see you. Hello, how are you? Am I not? Hang on, let me get let me get in the right position here. How are you guys? <laughs> no, you look fantastic and you're, you're in the great. perfect you look position brilliant. there. So you heard me talking there, Nat, about the way women are controlled and our potential is limited, I think, by clothing a lot of the time. And I'm digging right in here, okay? When I say that women's clothes, are, they don't come in all sizes, women of certain shapes can't find clothes to fit them. Do you reckon fashion has a real impact on the way we see ourselves as women? I think that the key message, because I was listening to what you were saying, and I think that what we tolerate is what we say is okay. So as women, if we allow that to happen, if we participate, okay, in that conversation and if we allow ourselves to sit in a certain lane, um, then yes. But I hope that what I'm doing is I'm hoping to encourage women to be themselves. And we are actually, it's my belief, it is my true belief that we are the most powerful people on the planet. We create human life. We have the biggest impact on our children. And so it's the message that we're providing to our daughters and to our sons with how to treat and view women. There is no one in a more powerful seat than us, like no one. And so I choose not to participate. I choose to walk my own path. I choose to create the content like you women are doing. Let's be clear on that. You're creating your own radio with your own topics and your own subjects. So you're walking your own path. So as women, I challenge women and I hope to inspire women to see what I'm doing with my feed, which was different, which was new, which was awkward, which was strange, okay, when it first came out. Um, So I choose not to participate. So I just don't entertain that, Joe. I'm sorry. Um, Mm. And so I hope to inspire women. And that's why I try on lots of different clothes from lots of different brands. I'll style garments for different women with different shapes because I want them to find their style. But... They have to choose to participate. They have to choose to be kind to the woman in their mirror, okay, and give her permission to shine. Mm. Not that easy. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty massive. You see the two of us just went, oh, my God. Yeah, I got, I saw it. I love love that you said it and I couldn't agree with you more and I I don't apologise. You don't don't need to apologise to us for saying that. But you're right, Ange, it's easier said than done. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm still a long way off 
loving that person in the mirror quite often, I think. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult. But um, look, Nat, your Insta is absolutely brilliant. It sort of reminds me of, you know, you as the Celeste Barber of fashion. Um, and, you know, the service that you provide is inspirational because, you know, we don't always get it right with online shopping. Some of us always get it wrong. Apparently, Joe Stanley is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we feel like we, we actually don't know how to dress our bodies, you know, particularly as we we age and also, you know, our, our body shape changes. What led you to start Let Me Try Before You Buy? Uh, because I didn't have confidence with the woman in front of my mirror once I had my son. I had an emergency C-section. I had an insanely traumatic birth, which I didn't realise at the time. Um, And so I didn't recognise the woman in my mirror because pre-having my son, I was super confident, like crazy confident uh, with how I was dressing. And because my lifestyle had changed as well, Ange, I'd gone from a corporate environment to a stay-at-home mum environment, and I didn't know what those women wore. So I had to kind of try and find my own way. So when I went online um, and trying to look for inspiration, because I'm like you, Ange, I heavily shop online. I much prefer the experience of trying garments on in my own wardrobe so I can pull on garments in my own wardrobe to create looks rather than in the store. Um, And I just found that there wasn't the type of content that I was wanting. Like I wanted to know what do the jeans look like from the back? Okay, what do the jeans look like from the back? Like, what does the dress look like from the back? And I wanted to see movement. I wanted to see how the garment drapes on the body from the front and from the back. Um, And so I couldn't see the type of content that I was looking for. And so I created it myself. And so also, though, I think you want to see the clothes on not a size six person. I Mm. think that there is definitely... um, we have been complicit as women in tolerating how fashion has been advertised. Oh, I feel like you're telling well, me off all the time today, yeah. now. <laughs> this is the thing. Someone's got to say it. Someone's yes. got to say it. We have been complicit. So but but I've we're not. Come how, to the party. how am I complicit? Sorry, I want to hear about the size 14 clothes and what, but like the different models, but I can't, I have to ask you, how have I been complicit when I'm not in charge of a fashion house or a fashion label? Do you realise how powerful you are as somebody with a social media account? A comment. Hmm. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Fashion Brand. I'm really interested in your products, but I would love to see it demonstrated on a woman that I identify with, maybe 40 plus. Joe, I don't know what size you are, darling. I'm sorry. That's okay. You know, maybe offering. <laughs> Sometimes different... I don't know. <laughs> She's teeny weeny. Like, as, as there is no one more powerful than a woman, okay, with the social media account. And I challenge all of you to use it positively. I don't tolerate any negativity on my social media, any at all. Mm-hmm. So we can positively talk to brands and we can t- positively tell them what we want because we've just been silent. We've just been silent and not engaged, not purchasing, etc., etc. And so the brand thinks that they're doing everything great. So it's kind of, I just think that we have a lot of power. And what I wanted to demonstrate in my heart of hearts, that women over 40 want to buy fashion. Well, guess what? 100% of us need to be clothed. So there's a huge market there. Okay, there's a huge market there. And what I wanted to do was demonstrate that a woman over 40, a size 16 woman over 40, can talk about fashion, okay? And, you know, my intent was not to, my intent isn't sales, that's the outcome because I focus on the needs of the consumer. But the, the sales that my videos drive is so powerful because I'm meeting the needs of the women watching me. I'm answering their questions. Okay. And so, and I'm hopefully giving them, because what Ange was talking about before is correct. A lot of women don't know how to put outfits together. Okay. And is that, Joe and Ange, because we watched our mums in front of the mirror saying, I'm fat, I can't wear that because I've got a tummy. I can't wear that because I'm over 50, blah, 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 blah. And so psychologically through watching our mums, okay, be a total cow to the woman in her mirror, okay, that's now passed on to us. So, babe, what I want to do is I want to tell you that you're beautiful. Both of you are absolutely magically divine and glorious in your uniqueness and I want to see you. I want to see who you are and I want to see you enjoying fashion. 
Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. You know what? You you have lit up our social media. We're hearing from people saying you are empowering me. It's so wonderful to hear what you're saying. And Linda agrees. We really are so much more powerful than we think. How divine. And, and you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Oh my God, it's just sort of um, reminding me of um, of all sorts of things because um, I've changed wildly size-wise um, in the last 10 years. Joe knows this, that about 10 years ago, I was a double zero, very, very unhealthy. But, but prior to that, I was about a 14 to 16. I'm a 10 now. But um and I just remember those days of just not being able to find anything that looked good on me when I was, you know, a, a 14. Why are, you know, women like I was in those days ignored by labels? Well, this is something that I'm desperately trying to challenge. So when, when I speak to brands often, so I've had several brands now dabble in a size 16 and then now because of my videos, they're fully stocking a full size 16 across their whole range. Okay, and hopefully in time, that will just keep continuing to an 18 to a 20. Because we didn't participate as larger women, because we made assumptions about that brand and because the brand didn't make us feel welcome. Okay, now how a brand makes us feel welcome is through diversity in their advertising. I believe that the majority of Australian women are kind of over pretty pictures, mm. all right? We want reality. We want to see ourselves reflected on our social media feed. And so the brands who do that, the brands who have diversity, especially in the age of the women that they have modeling their clothes, the ethnic diversity, okay, eth sorry, ethnicity, and also the size. There's nothing wrong with the size six woman. You know, I don't mean any ill will towards her. She needs to be clothed as well. Um, you know, but it's just more diversity across the board. So uh, every single brand, I would say probably, 80% of the brands that I have on my feed service up to a size 20. And it's the pressure. I put a lot of pressure on my brands all the time to increase their sizing. You are changing the landscape for us. And I am deeply grateful for how incredibly <gasps> insistent you are. Like it's. <laughs> I need you girls to participate, Dave. I need you guys to participate. I think. Okay. Well, and, and I, I don't. Of course. Yeah. I, you I know, don't I, I'm, care what I, size you are. Like, do you girls care what size I am? Do when you, if you've watched my videos, and I don't mind if you haven't. Um, it's like, do I look any less beautiful? Okay, than, you know, anyone else on the street because I'm a size 16. No, and and I think you're of exactly right. That it is about changing the way we speak to ourselves and also my daughter is 12 so I'm very aware of the way I speak about mm. myself in front of her because it is about um, you know empowering ourselves to like who we are but also with the knowledge and that's what you're doing how do I dress how do I pair clothing you know top and bottom what what's going to work best for you know whatever look I'm going for I don't think that all of us are armed with that kind of knowledge as well I wonder have you had, you must have had so many women reach out to you and say, thank you so much, you've changed my life. Have you got, have you got a story of someone who really kind of um, oh, moved babe. you? It happens. I've got a little Facebook group um, and that Facebook group is for women who enjoy my content. And then what they do, guys, is they then, you know, will show you, share pictures of themselves. I bought this top from Natalie's video and this is how it works on me. I'm a size 12 or I'm a size 22. And then so what happens is then women are seeing the same garments that were on me on other women, different heights, different ages, different shapes. But, um, and that's very helpful to women. Um, I get messages all the time. Um, and to be honest with you, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Um, it makes me cry just thinking about it. It's, um, but I'm desperate to, I'm desperate to do it. Like I'm desperate for women to stop being terrible to themselves. I'm so sorry, but it's just like, we've just got to stop it, you know? Like, and it's just, um, I, my thing is every summer I want women swimming and I want them in their bathers, having a great time, not sitting on the bloody beach, fully dressed. I want them playing with their friends, okay? All their children and having a nice time and not thinking that they're not worthy of a fucking swimsuit. I'm oh, so just think about that, Matt, as well. Oh, no, God, absolutely. I love it. It's God. so great. Um, 
But also what you were saying about, um, you know, your big thing is, is getting women into swimsuits um, and feeling great about it. Um, but the, black is not your friend. Um, you, no. Your colour and pattern. But, you know, when when you are larger, as I remember what it was like, yeah. it's black as your, your go-to because you think that that's the only thing you're deserving of. Well, that is actually the number one mistake. Okay, so with if you may I stand up? Is that okay, please? Jo? Yes, we'll stand up. You might have to All right, stand, so stand back you, a bit. Yeah, there you go. If you think about colour, okay, yes. if you think about makeup or if you think about a painting, the light colours come forward and the black colours, the dark colours recede. Okay, so if you cover your body in a black swimsuit, the part of your body that is black recedes and the tops of your arms and the tops of your thighs which are the closest to the color black come forward yes so I by can... wearing a black swimsuit you're amplifying the tops of your arms and the tops of your thighs you see this is what's so brilliant about you you just <laughs> who knew so, so seriously who knew i i I am. I'm not. I don't. I don't ever want to say I'm anti anything because my job is not to have an opinion mm. on a color choice or a pattern choice. But I just want women to think about. Often it's like short women wearing. They they crop themselves all the time. They wear jackets that finish at their hips, and so they shorter women constantly are making themselves look shorter, whereas they should be wearing maxi dresses, long cardigans, long jackets to elongate themselves. So there's, it's hmm. just, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of women are actually achieving the exact opposite of what they're attempting to do. Well, but I think that comes back to women trying to disappear. We try to make ourselves smaller and lesser and yeah. what you're challenging us to do today. And I am so empowered and really, um, I love how passionate you are about it too. You have shifted my world today, Nash, because you are saying love who you are and, and we just need more of that because we just don't, do we? Well, I think it's, it's connecting the dots because mm. as women, like, I don't care how, what your age is. I don't think that your age defines what you can wear. I think it's women giving themselves permission to enjoy the clothes that they're visually attracted to, okay? And so it's like, you know, it, it's like how it's, it's giving them the confidence and the tools to understand how to wear a pair of pleather pants without looking sexy. Um, so how can I achieve that? How can I wear a pair of Converse, Converse high top sneakers? How can I look modern and fresh um, without looking like I'm being inauthentic? It's those types of things. So it's, it's finding the clothes that you want to wear and understanding how to wear them for your body shape. I don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter. Oh. Nat, thank you so much. It's just been a joy to speak with you. Please do go to Let Me Try Before You Buy. Every video, I have to say, I've learned something. Sleeve allowance oh, is a new term I've come across. Ooh. Sleeve allowance. Which oh. sleeve allowance? Our sleeve allowance. So that's where I talk about the, the width in an arm. Mm. And often in the larger sizes, as you get larger, especially kind of really, in my opinion, starts to happen after a size, a six, a size 16 and up. Our body becomes less proportionate and so our arm sizes increase yet brands when they're doing their grading of their garments they're only allowing like two centimeters mm. per size oh so often as you get in the larger so i talk about arm allowance all the time um because that's the huh. that's the killer in the smaller sizes it, it's not so it's not so common but in the larger sizes yeah. And also boob allowance, you know what I mean? Like big yeah. titty committee, you've got to look after Oh, that. I know what you mean by that. God. <laughs> I've got to tell you, there's so many people saying, please, women should be able to feel good about themselves. Thank you so much, Joanne, for that comment. And Mandy, who is from Two Peas in a Podcast, I don't know if you know Mandy and that podcast, amazing. Um, she that? says, every woman needs to get their personal colours done. Okay, so many tips. Oh, my God. It's just been amazing to speak with you, Nat Angel. Thank you so much. And do go to please try oh let me try before you buy um i'm 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 a huge convert thank you so much nat oh, i really appreciate the opportunity and lovely to meet you two ladies yeah yeah you we, too you too it's been we, such a pleasure it has we could talk to you for hours and maybe we'll get you back another time but we've got so many other amazing guests on the show today so we've got to keep moving but thank you so much nat
Thanks, guys. See you later. We'll have more broad radio after this. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, my goodness, Ange. Since we've broadcast, we have crossed to New York, London, Kenya. Mm -hmm. You and I crossed to Antarctica, right? Yes. This is the first time that we are crossing to rural or remote Australia. We are joining Natasha Johnston from Drought Angels, and she's in Chinchilla, which is a picturesque town of Queensland. Hello, Natasha. (laughs) I've got my gnats mixed up. I'm going to call you Tash. It's much much easier. Hi there, Tash. (laughs) Hi, ladies. How are you? Happy birthday, Really Tash. well, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yay! Been, I tell you what, I've been soundly uh, told off and slash inspired by our last guest, and you are equally inspiring, Tash. Yeah. So um, you are the founder of Drought Angels, and uh, I'm really pleased to welcome you because I want to envelop rural Australia very much with broad radio. Can you tell us about Drought Angels and why you started it? Absolutely. Um, Drown Angels was actually supposed to be a project for three to six months. Um, you know, the rains were going to come and the drought was going to break. But um, I actually heard about a farmer here in Queensland who was trying to sell his stock through the drought. And he had the trucks come to take them to market. But when they got there, um, the truck, the cattle, sorry, the cattle were too poor to go on the truck. So the trucks left empty and left the farmer with the cattle. Um, this farmer then didn't know what to do other than to, he had to shoot them all. Um, but then he shot his working dogs and then he also turned the gun on himself. And that just took me back to a time in the early 90s when my parents had a property at Leeburn here in Queensland and the banks were knocking. Uh, my mother was working two jobs, uh, working 18 hours a day. She had a massive breakdown on the, the kitchen floor. And um, yeah, years later, I actually found out my, my mother almost committed suicide. And I just needed to do something to stop another farmer from taking their life, another family from losing a loved one. And that's yeah, how Joan Angels began. Oh, my God. It's just you can't even imagine um, what that would be like going through something like that, now, um, Tash. But um, I'm interested in specifically what, what work it is that you do with Drought Angels. So here at Drainage, we we focus on financial assistance um, and what our families need rather than what they can get told, what they can be given. Uh, So we'll try to tailor the assistance to our families. You know, with the financial um, assistance, we'll give them prepaid visas so that they can go and spend them in their local towns, in their local communities, support the local businesses, but get what it is that they need. And then other cases will we'll go a little bit further with working with our families. One family ran wanting some food vouchers so she could save her um, the FHA, which is the farmer's household allowance, to buy a new fridge. They had five children. The fridge had broken down. They were using eskies and they just needed a new fridge. So, you know, we were absolutely, we can help you with a new fridge and some food vouchers. So... Each family is different, so we will tailor that assistance to to each family. What I really love is that you say, um, we don't want our farmers feeling like they're getting a handout. We just tell them that it's a thank you. And I feel like we need to connect the rest of Australia in the cities with the farmers that put food on our table. Um, Do we need to do a better job of that? Uh, Yeah, I, I think we do. I think definitely we do. I think... Um, you know, our farmers do feel forgotten um, 
by the country. We're definitely building that gap. We're certainly building it. I think we still have a long way to go. And, you know, people can do that every day when they go and do their shopping at the supermarkets, just making that conscious decision, checking where it's from. Is it Australian? Um, you know, changing out those few products or, you know, fresh fruit and veggies to the Australian one, supporting your Australian farmers, but also going to your farmer's markets. Uh, you're also supporting farmers by going to the local farmer's markets and buying directly from the farmer. And can I say, please don't haggle with them when you go to the farmer's markets. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that few dollars is, is a big difference to that farmer. So please, when you're making a purchase at a farmer's market, don't haggle with them. Um, Tash, I know that your work plays a pivotal part in addressing um, suicide and depression rates amongst farmers. Talk us through that part of what you do. Well, I think I'll connect it with my family and what we went through is it was always the financial aspect um, for my parents. It was keeping the food on the table, keeping the bills paid, the roof over our head. So I think with Drought Angels, we, we, we started doing hay and stock feed, but I think there's enough organisations doing that. And, you know, when a truckload of hay was costing us $15,000, we sat down and worked and thought about it and went, you know, that $15,000 can pay an awful lot of bills and keep an awful lot of food on those families' tables. So that's when we switched to focusing more with the prepaids and the financial assistance. If you've got that cloud, that financial burden hanging over your head about, you know, I've got to go down the street and I've got to buy some fruit and veggies, but I'm going to run into, you know, Bill or Bob or Mary and I owe them money. It's hard walking down the street when you know you owe people money. So if we can help people pay those local bills so they can walk down the street and hold their head high, that helps with their mental health. And I think... There's just so, there's so many aspects to mental health, I believe, you know, and by giving people their dignity, keeping their dignity and, um, you know, making those financial choices just really, I think, help save lives. But we, we know, like I've actually had three farmers in the last month have contacted us and said to us that, you know, Tash, if it wasn't for you guys, we would have lost our farm. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. Um, and that was my goal from the beginning was, you know, saving their life and saving their farm because a lot of the time if they're going to lose their farm, that's when they're, they're going to take their life as well. So, you know, if we can do both, I think, you know, we're achieving things here at Dread Angels. And Tash, can you give us some insight into what it's like for women who are living in rural communities and those really remote areas? Because um, I feel like uh, if you're a farmer on the land, you're a family, every, it's all, all hands on deck, I imagine. So there's some pretty incredible re resilient women out there. Oh, absolutely. A lot of the time, you know, it's the ladies that are the glue. They're the ones holding the, the family together. They're worrying about their husband. They're worrying about their kids. They're educating their kids, you know, as well, as well at home, whether it's through school or the air or home education, because they don't have access to, you know, the schools close by. A lot of families have had to pull their kids out of boarding school because they haven't been able to afford to keep them there. So, you know, mum is, you know, running running the business, feeding the kids, putting the food on the table, making the meals, being the teacher, doing everything. Um, so our women on the land are, are pretty tough and but they're amazing, you know. They wouldn't change it for anything um, and I don't think any of us would want them to but I think we just need to give them a little bit of support where we can and show them and remind them how important they are. And actually just seeing Natalie has just given me this brainwave um, of some workshops, you know, out in rural areas. If we could get Natalie out to some rural areas doing some workshops on, um, you know, dressing, I think that would be a real boost for our ladies. Oh, I love that idea. That would be absolutely amazing. What yeah. a great idea. Because we don't always want to yeah, wear blunt stones. Yeah, there's so many workshops that they'll do in, in the rural communities, the small towns, um, you know, because most communities have got their little their little hub. Like some place, towns don't have towns, their own little hub. It might be just a hall. And the ladies will get together there and have their drought drinks or, you know, their sip and paints, that painting that's behind me there. Um, you know, they'll do different workshops. But I was just thinking, oh, taking Natalie out with some fashion garments and, you know, making our ladies feel beautiful would be so much fun. 
Oh, I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Got to pass that on to her. Um, I do want to ask you, I mean, obviously, you know, COVID had such a huge impact on, um, you know, campaigns all around the world and um, the ability to to raise money. How did uh, how did COVID affect affect you and, and Drought Angels? Uh, hugely has affected us here. Uh, we took about a 73% drop in donations. We... Um, most of our funding comes from the Australian public and it was always people out in the public who were doing fundraisers for us, whether it be, you know, the little kid having a lemonade stand at the front of the house to big gala events. They all got cancelled and, you know, they still really haven't gotten back up and going because, you know, people are constantly getting shut down or locked down and people just don't have the confidence to hold the fundraising events for us. So it has been a challenge. Um, we're definitely trying to work on that. We're trying to target some more corporates, whether corporates would like to partner with us a bit more. Uh, we've got our own online supermarket now, whereas people used to do grocery collections for us and have them delivered to us. We've actually now had to switch to having our own online supermarket, our farmer's pantry, so people can actually go onto our website and look for the farmer's pantry and do a grocery shop online. And then those groceries come direct out of the Metcash warehouse in Brisbane, and then we can deliver those to our farming family. So. We've had to pivot and we're still trying to pivot every day. We're trying to think of new ideas um, to fundraise. I really, I do believe that this financial year is going to be harder than next to get last financial year. Yeah, so we're trying to come up with ideas all the time. Well, I challenge us all to think about you guys and those in our rural and remote parts of Australia more often than when Farmer Wants a Wife is on. Um, because, you know, <laughs> we would be lost without our farmers. So, um, I'm saying thank you to you and a great way of saying thanks would be to head along to droughtangels.org.au and make a donation if you're able because uh, there's no doubt there are a bunch of very resilient people out there but they need some help from all of us. Thank you so much, Tash, for joining us on Broad Radio. Thank you for having me, ladies. I'll just give a shout out to our mouse appeal that we've got going at the yes. moment. We are trying to fundraise um, for the mice plague. Like these mice are literally eating their way through everything, through the homes, the refrigerators, their underwear drawer, their clothing, their linen. Um, so we are desperately trying to fundraise to help our farmers with some more financial assistance that have been impacted by the mice. Yeah, fantastic. We'll make sure you get along to droughtangels.org.au. Thanks so much, Tash. We are absolutely thinking of you all there in regional Australia and sending our love. Thanks for having me. Broad Radio, talking inspo we love, info we need and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday 9am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis, <laughs> we've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. And what incredible women we have had on the show today. And I think we can top it off with this amazing chick who's joining us now, that comedian, <laughs> Nellie Thomas. Hi, Nellie. The two gnats. The, the mind is blown. I'm like buying a multicolored swimsuit. <laughs> I'm like, yep. I'm certainly over the size 16 and have done the wear everything black. And then the other Nat, I grew up in the country in a farming town, so I'm like making a donut. Oh, stop it. I know. I'm quite emotional <laughs> about the women we've had on today. Yeah. I'm so oh. grateful to them both, the difference they're making in other people's lives. Yeah. Nellie, you're doing some great stuff yourself. <laughs> well, or am I? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm being cryptic because I, I'm recently single. Yeah. right after a 21 year relationship so wow. i have not dated since i was trying to work out the exact time it would be the year 2000 is the last time i've been on a date wow so oh obviously Lord. this is like pre-instagram it's pre um tinder all of those kinds of things it's kind it's not pre-internet but sort of like oh, the internet certainly almost didn't dominate our lives 
Yeah, we didn't internet date back then. Oh, God, no. God, no. So I'm kind of in this space. I mean, I'm relatively recently single earlier in the year. So I don't think I'm quite ready, to But you be put honest, yourself out I'm, there. Mm. You did. <laughs> you too. This is... I, I feel embarrassed to admit this, but I had one of... Look, I won't go into it too much, but I had an interaction um, and then Ooh, I... Oh, that sounds hot. Interaction. No, it's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that kind of story. I had an interaction <laughs> with my ex, who I'm still on very good terms with, but it left me going, I'm going to go on a date. Okay. You know? Okay. It was a bit of... It wasn't the best place to decide to date. And mm. so I made myself a profile on one of these thingos, you know, one of these dating things. Yes. Within half an hour, I mean, I don't want to, you know, up myself too much, but I had 50 offers. <laughs> well, Completely I'm going to read. Why not? Here. Come Stop on, it. I'm going to read. I'm going because you, you sent me the profile, right? And I'm going to. We did. won't share it with the world because you're, you're bashful. But I'm going to read some of it because <laughs> it's super solid. Firstly, my interests. I loved this. My interests are cooking. You'll snare a man that, with that for sure. <laughs> um, and dogs. Again, men love dogs, right? Um, gin. Good time, girl. Confidence. What a good yep. interest. Mm-hmm. What a great interest that is. And yep. feminism. And still you got inundated even though you put feminism down. I know. See, that was a tester. <laughs> I wasn't stupid. Even though it was the middle of the night and I was in a little bit of a rage, I'm not stupid. What kind of responses did you get, though? You know how you read them sometimes on, you know, news.com, like the most hilarious Tinder responses, and some of them are just like, oh, you can't go around saying that. Do you know what? I was so overwhelmed with the prospect i couldn't even read the responses so i like really honestly because i think it wasn't it's not so much a confidence issue a la our first nat i mean there's a bit of that if i'm completely honest you know like i'm 47 i'm a mum my body's different yeah you know, all of that kind of stuff. Like there's a little bit of that, but I think it's more, to be honest, I'm not, I'm just not emotionally ready. It was too soon. So the prospect, it was nice to have interest, if I'm honest, um, but the prospect of actually even flirting with someone at this point, I think I realised really quickly, oh, if you're not even in the space where you want to flirt with someone, you're not ready to be on a date. You know, so I didn't read the responses. I just kept seeing people being interested and then freaked out and deleted the app. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I tell you, when I'm ready, oh, I'll come back and share. Don't worry about that. What was it that made you not, like, emotionally not ready? What do you think? Is it because you got to give a piece of yourself, a little teeny smidge of yourself every time you interact with someone? I, th- I think, look, I'm really sociable. So I was drawn to the idea of like I had this, you know, sex in the city kind of dating vibe in my mind kind of going, oh, I'll go for cocktails and, you know, we'll sit there for an hour and it'll be lovely and we'll have great conversation and there'll be flirtation and I'll be, you know, fabulous in my, you know, multicoloured swimsuit. <laughs> and then I thought, what if they like me? You know, like I'm not, mm. I think when you've been with someone for like, two decades, who I'm still on very good terms with and still really good friends with, um, it's, I don't know, the heart, the heart's not there yet is the way I'd put it. No, I completely get that, um, Nelly, because... You know what I mean? I, yeah, I do. Like, I separated um, from my husband. Well, I, I left, uh, I think it was nine years ago now, and then divorced the year later, and it took me ages. Everybody thought that I'd be, you know, dancing on the bar tops like, Whoa, oh, my God, it was the total opposite. Um, at least a year until I started dating anybody. And then I went on a couple of dates with this guy who was really nice, ticked all the boxes, um, except that he was a property developer and oh, run a mile. Um, <laughs> but he did something that was so unconscionable to me at the time. On our second date, he had the audacity to bring me a gift and that was it. 
that was it. It's just too much. What, what oh my God. I've, I still have it. It's still on full display in my house. Um, he bought me um, my initials. You know those like silver letters that you can get, like yes. chunky silver letters? Mm -hmm. So he bought yeah. me an A and an R. That was it. But that was enough for me to Too never much. answer a phone call ever again. Oh, so yeah. I know exactly what you mean, Heidi. Like the, t the tiniest <laughs> things going down the track seemed huge at the time, Yes, which just says and I, and too soon, I, not ready. That's a sign, you, if, you know, you, it's not a good place to start um, dating or trying connecting, even on a casual level. Like I'm certainly, I'm in that phase at the moment, which may change because I know I've had friends in this phase and Ange, you know, you said the same thing when we spoke before. I'm like, I'm never living with anyone again, you know, and that's not because mm. it was a disaster. It's because I just yeah. want my independence and my freedom. So I'm not looking for a husband, a wife, or anything. I'm like, it's more that sort of dating. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? But even that's freaking me out. So even just the logistics of it, you know, when you think it's a completely different thing to date when you have children and then the safety issues and then being online, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world. I mean, I would... <laughs> I'm from the, you know, you go to a nightclub, you get drunk, you pick up. Do people yes. do that anymore? Of course. What's the waxing situation, Ange? You know, are there rules? I don't, you know, I don't know. I could never do the online thing. I just couldn't. Um, I tried it once and I lasted about five minutes and it just scared really? me so badly. And this is years after my divorce. Um, it just scared so me so badly. It's like, no. That people are psychos. <laughs> and... <laughs> Thank you. You've me right up there. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, which isn't to say that, you know, I, I did actually meet um, four boyfriends on Twitter. And my friends had to remind me that Twitter is not a dating site. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I know Twitter is far more reasonable, Edge. You're right. Yeah. Oh my god, you know but it's just thing? you know, you've got to put yourself out there and write all this stuff about yourself and yeah. you know, it's like, well, do I tell the truth or do I lie like everybody else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know I one thing I really appreciate as I'm starting to get into this space, and I reckon you two will understand that because we're all of a similar age. I know exactly what I want and don't want. Mm. So, Joe, when you mentioned mm. before that I put confidence as an interest, I want someone confident. Yeah. You know, like even if, it, and that doesn't have to mean loud and showy and, you know, comedian-like, but just who's really solid in themselves. Mm. And even if it's just, mm. you know, a date every three months on a Friday night, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm really clear in terms of criteria of what I'm looking for in a way that, oh my Lord, when I was 20, 25, whatever, there's no, I mean, I, I had no idea what I was doing or who I was. Yeah, I, I'm amazed at how, because we're of the generation where we all got married in our late 20s, which I yeah. would be so worried if my daughter in her mid 20s yeah. was thinking of getting married, because I would be saying to her, darling, you don't yet know you know who you are who you are and it's mm. interesting because you you shared an article that i would encourage people to go along to actually um it's uh what was it it was on sbs.com.au about gen x women who are happily divorced and won't be repartnering mm. and one of the things that one of the women said there my parents gener generation left each other in their 50s grandmothers mm. didn't leave at all we're at leaving all. in our 40s and hopefully my daughter will understand her worth and not marry the wrong person in the first place. Yeah. Which, isn't that what we hope, you know, that we're actually role modelling relationships in different ways and so that our kids hopefully know how to have a relationship in a more conscious way, maybe? Well, that's actually I what I was talking great. to my son about mm -hmm. recently. He wanted to know about sort of, you know, relationships and, and, you know, why I got divorced and stuff like that. And he said so... So I'll be getting married at, and I said, 37. I said, <laughs> so, so I won't be having sex until then? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You keep telling yourself that, Ange. That's a good one. Um, you know, I think it's, 
it's slightly different, but the same message. Like I'm a really big fan of Dan Savage, you know, the the um, New York Times sex therapist, and he has a great podcast. And recently after I was separated, I listened to his episode on um, Bill and Melinda Gates, which was for anyone who's divorced, separated, out of long-term relationships, I highly recommend because one of the things he said was, this is not a failure of a relationship just because it ended. It doesn't have to have been a terrible relationship because it ended or a terrible decision to partner with that person in the first place. You have had a certain number of fantastic years and I would say that it's certainly in my case that the vast majority of that relationship was fantastic. It was time for it to end, but it wasn't a mistake. And I don't view our family as broken. We're just in a different formation, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. Um, and, you know, Joe, you and I have talked about this previously, that the concept of marriage was invented when we died at 17. That's um, right. <laughs> and now we're just living so much longer. It's yeah. actually really unrealistic to think that you'll be with, you know, one person all the way through. Um, and if you can and you're happy, then God, good on you. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually don't think that we're designed that way. I don't think many of us are. And I think at the very least, there has to be, or, or we have the opportunity now in the way that our mother's generation, in the way that our grandmother's generation didn't, to actually reassess that. And, you know, having milestone moments like turning 40, having children, COVID, you know, a whole range of things, it's an opportunity in a way to reflect and go, do I want this for another 20 years? another five years, another for all for the rest of my life. And if the answer is no, I think the thing I'm now reckoning with, that doesn't have to be a disaster. Mm. That doesn't make you no. or your partner terrible or your ex terrible or your children bereft or your family uh, broken, you know? So and, you know, it's putting, putting um, the F word upon yourself when a relationship yes. breaks down, being failure. Yes. Um, it, it wasn't a failure. It was actually a great success. No. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And this is, again, where I love that, that sort of Dan Savage reframing. I imagine him, I literally imagine him talking to me and going, you were together for 21 years. You have great respect and love for each other. You have two beautiful children. Why would you call that a failure? Mm. You know? Um, I do. I really, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Nellie. Um I don't know if you'll you'll open with that when you go on your first date. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I might take my eggs with me. Just <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, and I, you know what? I'm starting, and this is where I can see that I'm starting to heal. Because I mean, I'm of course we're still friends, and you know we're doing the best we can, and it's the best under difficult circumstances. But it's still. A complete emotional clusterfuck. Mm. I mean, you can't yeah. end a 21 year relationship and it not be awful emotionally. So I'm starting now to know that I'm healing when I actually imagine going on a date, for example, and not thinking about my ex or my children or what, just thinking mm. about me and just going, flirt with me. Come on. You know, look at me. Look at <laughs> me. I've still got it. I've still got it. I'm well, you've got confident. 50 people who wanted to flirt with you and look yeah, at you. Right. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. You deserve it, Nelly. Thank you. And we can't One wait day. to hear. When you get out there, you must join us again and tell us what the date was like. Um, you know I will, which they'll definitely. be thrilled about. I know. I was just thinking that's probably, again, don't open with that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been great to have you on the show again, Nelly, and we'll, of course, have you on the show again soon. It is now 10.02, so we've gone over time. Not that it matters. Who do Thanks we answer for having to? me. Um, <laughs> thanks so much, Nelly, and uh, thank you so much, Ange. It's been delightful to uh, share the last hour with you as well. Oh, same here. I have loved every moment, as I always do, and I shall count the minutes until the next one. Stop it. It's like we're dating. Uh, we'll be back. Come on, then. Come on. I'm free Friday. <laughs> we'll be back next Tuesday at 9am. Thanks for joining us on Broad Radio. You have a great week.
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.